Hello and welcome to the Daily Claims Podcast where we talk about life as an insurance adjuster from the perspective of property, auto, liability, and workers' compensation adjusters. My goal is to bring interesting topics in the world of claims adjusting to people who are working as an adjuster now and to people who are considering a career as a claims adjuster. So today's episode is going to be about property claims and more specifically today we're going to talk about Xactimate. I've been using Xactimate for I want to say about 15 years or so. Prior to that, I used SimSol, and prior to that, I used Beck, also Marshall Swift. I've used some other odd stuff in between, and I've even used a piece of paper with a pen. When I started back in 1996, we literally used to write estimates by hand. We had construction costs books and some guides that would give us pricing for things like drywall and paint on a square footage basis. And we would measure the rooms and do some math. And and then we would literally hand write out the estimate. There may have been some hand-drawn sketches involved as well to show where all the rooms were or what the configuration of the roof was. I don't think I've done a handwritten estimate in a very long time. I must confess I have used Excel, a spreadsheet, a few times recently. It's a long story as to why I used a spreadsheet rather than Xactimate that I won't get into. I guess, but my firm mostly does liability claims. We do have Xactimate now because we do a fair number of property damage liability claims. So anyway, with that being said, I have a lot of experience with different types of estimating formats and Xactimate in particular. And one of the things I hear a lot from contractors and building consultants is that, well, you know, Xactimate isn't made for every situation and you can't use it for some situations. So I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Now, I understand that Xactimate can't have unit costs for everything in construction and rebuilding, but I'm not sure of the exact number, but I believe there's over 20,000, maybe 27,000. Somebody comment if you know the, the exact number of line items there are in Xactimate. I know it's over 20,000. So if you can't find something that is applicable within 20,000 options, well, I guess it wouldn't be surprising because it does happen. So let's address this when we are taking apart a lump sum estimate submitted by a contractor, because our job will be to prepare an estimate that is comparable to that contractor's estimate. I guess stained glass might be a good example. Now, there are line items within Xactimate for stained glass, and I'm going to pull this up here just so that we can we can see. So we have a line item here for stained glass is GLSLEADC. So this is leaded stained glass commercial, and that has a square foot unit price of $227.04 in my zip code here. So for a very large window, say in a church, maybe you have one that's uh, 10 foot by 10 feet, that's 100 square feet. Xactimate then estimates that to be with sales tax here, about $29,000 for that single window. And that may be competitive and comparable. I've handled stained glass window claims in the past where we were quoted ridiculous sums for windows. And part of that was because they had to duplicate an antique window that was done in a very specific shop in a very specific geographical area that had some history to it. So it really became less of a building replacement component and more of an art restoration project. And I remember being told that because of that component, well, you cannot prepare an estimate for that work in Xactimate. And frankly, I disagree with that. I think you can write an estimate for just about anything. I've joked that uh, one of these days I'm going to write an an estimate for uh, collision damage to a Toyota Tercel just for fun. 
and uh, I bet I can do it. Am I going to use Xactimate line items for that repair estimate? Probably not. I mean, there might be some, but the bottom line is that I regard Xactimate more as a presentation tool rather than solely as an estimating platform. Xactimate was designed to provide a large number of component costs that can be readily assembled uh, in, a, in, in a sketch or on a line-by-line -line basis that will help an adjuster build out a cost estimate that justifies all of the costs used for damage repair. But sometimes the breakdown of those costs fall outside of the scope that is afforded by the Xactimate price list. That doesn't mean that you throw Xactimate in the trash. That means that you use it creatively to gather all of the costs that you have assembled in one place and present them in an estimate format so that you can then generate your sworn statement in proof of loss. You can generate all your forms and, you know, learning to use the forms, automated forms and the, the tokens is a very important part of Xactimate in my mind. And I'll be doing some lessons on that. Go, go to our Facebook group, Adjuster Manuals, and we will be having some training on that. But the point is that if you look at Xactimate as being your reporting hub, which most adjusters do, then you will recognize that it can actually be used for a lot of non-standard items and so the past i don't know five or six years uh, i've been saddled with a lot of complicated large losses involving weird claims and claims that have very specialty trades or like i said artisans that have to fix you know or replace damaged stained glass and Xactimate was used for all of them successfully and one of the things that's interesting and cool about Xactimate is the sketch piece of it. Sketch is great but it has limitations also. You have to understand that sketch defaults to a 3D model of whatever you're working on and the 3D model is great if you're talking about painting a room, doing carpet, replacing a roof, or even reframing walls or building a whole house actually. But sometimes that 3D component or that 3D aspect of the estimating platform is not appropriate to what you need. And sometimes you just need a 2D rendering or 2D sketch. And you know, back to the Facebook group, I'm also gonna be doing a lesson on how to make a two-dimensional wall surface that you can use just to calculate the square footage, maybe for paint, wallpaper, or siding, or whatever it happens to be, so that you have a flat surface that you are simply calculating square footage. And you can do that with sketch. And if it's a very complicated shape, that 2D method that I'll be teaching really comes in handy. So within sketch, you can use the, the area tool. It's a, it comes up and you can make little green boxes of all types of shapes and sizes. And, and those are okay for some things, but if you have a very complicated shape, sometimes the area tool, it doesn't have the convenience of some of the tools that you have for a, a floor surface. And I'll explain that more in the lesson, but th this new method also gives you the opportunity to make holes and you know window and door openings so that you can subtract those out. Or maybe it's not even a window or door opening. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a big opening and you need to configure that in the 2D drawing. So, you know, what I'll be teaching is kind of a hack because you're using a two-dimensional surface in Sketch rather than the, th the three-dimensional model that it defaults to. And that's not the way it was designed. And that's why I call it a hack. So my purpose in bringing that up and the form letters with tokens and things like that is that if you know Xactimate intimately, as I feel like I do, you can adapt it to almost any situation. And this is not a promotional thing for Xactimate. I, I am not affiliated with them at all other than being a customer. I'm not promoting Xactimate over 
other estimating platforms. All I'm suggesting is that no matter what platform you have, you should be creative and find out everything that it is capable of, whether those features are designed in or if you have some sort of a hack that can tailor it to your needs. I think that you have to be creative as a user and know everything you can about the software. Know what it can do and what it can't do and learn these things from other people. There's a lot of resources out there. As I said, we have a lot of planned training coming up. Talking uh, back about the sketch feature, uh, I had taken a lot of drafting courses in high school and college. CAD-related courses and um, architectural drawing, mechanical drawing. That was always second nature to me. So, and I've operated, owned, and operated my own CAD systems for a while. Th this, um, the features in Xactimate, they're a little hokey from my experience, but that's with you know higher end. CAD systems that can do a lot of different things. The features here are pretty good once you get to know them and learn how to use them properly. So I understand not everybody has a background in architectural drafting or CAD systems and they're, they come into a job as a claims adjuster and now they've got to learn this new system and this new technology and it doesn't come easy for everybody. Some people grasp onto the concepts of putting together a three-dimensional model easier than other people. Uh, I compare it to people who can read maps and people who can't. I don't know if you remember maps. Those are those things. And we used to have them in, in my car. I would have a book for every city that I covered and I would flip through and I'd actually find my way down the streets. And not today, we all have GPSs, but it always amazed me that there are some people who are comfortable reading a map and other people who look at it and their eyes cross and they just they can't get the idea of a two-dimensional rendering of what the streets are actually doing. Compass direction, you know, they just know that, you know, Walmart is that way and the post office is that way. And I get that. So there's, you know, not everybody is going to grasp onto this stuff easily, but this is stuff that can be taught. So if you are new to Xactimate and new to the sketch piece of this and you find that you are intimidated, uh, don't be. I would experiment and play with the sketch aspect as much as you can to perfect it draw your own house, find something to put together in Sketch, and learn as much as you can about it so that when that complicated, weird claim comes along, you'll be prepared and you, you'll be confident enough to say, all right, well, this may or may not be something that Sketch will be useful for, and then dig through all of your knowledge in Sketch and say, well, is this something I can pull off or not? And if you think it is, go for it. And here's why, because if you do pull it off, and you get that report and that sketch to a desk examiner, and it's a really complicated deal, they're going to remember that, that you were able to pull that off. And when another claim like that comes along, you're going to be first to come to their memory, and they're going to say, this person has to deal with that kind of claim because they did such a great job on that other one. And so I'll say it again. I am not pushing Xactimate as you know the go-to estimating platform. Many carriers, I think there's like, what are they, their brag on their website is that 22 out of the top 25 insurance carriers in the country have taken on uh, Xactware and Xactimate as their platform of choice. But I think SimSol and Simbility and there's other ones out there, and they all have similar features and you can exploit those features just the same. I, I usually laugh when people compare these different systems and say, oh, Sim 
SimSol is better than Xactimate or Simbility is way better than Xactimate because, you know, there's more detail, there's more this and there's more that. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It all depends on the adjuster. It depends on how creative you can be to get the estimate done as thoroughly and as properly as possible. Look, I've come across adjusters, really good estimators, okay? And this happened more often when I was new to Xactimate and really kind of learning the system. And we'll go in and we'll write the same damages and I'll come out and I'll have half of the line items that they do just because they were more thorough. Is that other guy trying to jack the price up or is he just being thorough? Well, they just knew more about it. They knew better about how to use Xactimate the best to build out that estimate than I did. And it wasn't that they put anything that wasn't justified in there. It's just that they understood better how to utilize those line items. And you'll come across situations like that too, where you encounter someone who is just an Xactimate or SimSol or whatever expert and compare your estimate to theirs and, you know, see what they're doing within the estimate that is, you know, justifiable and makes sense and you'll become a better estimator also. So learn your system, learn your line items, use the system as often as you can. And that's the real trick is just to use the system constantly, study estimates from contractors, other adjusters, public adjusters, audit those estimates, uh, look at mitigation contractors and the line items they're using and how they're using them. And a lot of times with the mitigation estimates, a lot of the things will be copied and pasted from one room to the other. So it's a lot of duplications, but make sure those duplications are correct, you know, because sometimes the copy and paste thing isn't appropriate. Otherwise, sometimes you'll wind up with a toilet in the living room. Now, one of the things that I think is really cool about Sketch, and I've told you my background, I enjoy it. If anybody ever tells you that Sketch is not fun, I feel bad because that's one of the coolest things to do is to sit down and just rock out a sketch of a big building. Sometimes it's annoying because it keeps me from doing other, quote, productive things. It feels like even though, you know, I, I bill for my time, most of my work I do is hourly on a time and expense. I've been, I've been doing a lot of fee schedule stuff over the years, but over the past few years, most of my work is hourly. Even when I was doing catastrophe claims, I was a large loss guy. So all my work was hourly time and expense. So, you know, I would have to charge for the time to build out a sketch for a big loss. And whether you're fee schedule or not, it's still productive time because at the end of the day, you're getting paid. You, you still got to prepare that estimate as accurately as possible. So get that work done. It's just part of the gig. When I sit down to do a big sketch, you know, let's say that I've got a big commercial building full of apartments and uh, well, apartments can be good or bad. Sometimes if it's a newer apartment building, every one of them is the same within half an inch. But if you've got a big apartment building that was built maybe in the 1920s and you've got 15 different apartments that were damaged, every freaking one of them is going to be different. And you spent eight hours sketching out every room and it's a lot of work. And then you got to sit down and you got to put all the estimate stuff in that estimate. So, you know, I put the headphones on, I pick some music, whatever, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I listen to because it's always different and, and I'm kind of nuts that way, I guess. But you just sit there and kind of zone out and start doing your sketches. And before you know it, five, six hours have gone by. And if you're lucky, all those rooms will fit together like a, like a puzzle. And when they do, that's super satisfying. When you get all those rooms to fit together like a jigsaw puzzle, uh, it makes it worth the time. You know, it makes you feel like you've done something good accurate and important you know sometimes sitting for hours doing 
estimates can be frustrating and be laborious sometimes. But for the most part, I do find it to be satisfying. You know, it's it's fun when you put an estimate together. You spend 16 hours on a great big estimate, and then you know, and then and then you'll get the public adjuster's estimates, and it'll be five times higher than what you wrote because they threw in a bunch of line items. And you know, anyway. So the bottom line is, if you want to become an adjuster and stand out as the adjuster of choice, put yourself in a position where firms are going to want you on their roster. To do that, you want to be adaptable for the situation so that when something really weird comes along, you're ready to go. So what that means is when you get an assignment for some out of the ordinary property loss and you take that on and you own it, and you do everything you can to get that into Xactimate and spit out a presentation, a report, because I believe Xactimate to be a presentation tool, that carrier is going to say, oh, you're the person that did that really weird claim with the bell tower and oh you're the person that put the estimate together for that giant building where a truck ran into and it was a big complicated shear wall system and and you were the person that got that 52 page estimate out to them and settled the claim they're going to remember that and then you're going to get all the the shear wall claims you know, shear wall buildings, core and outrigger structures, they don't fit really well into the Xactimate realm here. But with some skill and creativity, you absolutely can create estimates for those things. So anybody who tells you that Xactimate won't work for those things, I just, I would say that they're wrong. And frankly, they're missing an opportunity because you can use a system at the end of the day. It's just a reporting system. And Whatever you can do to manipulate your estimating system to actually deliver what the client needs to make a decision, you know, that's what you need to do at the end of the day. That's your job. And if you can do that consistently, these independent adjusting firms and insurance carriers, they're going to say, oh, that person, that adjuster, they, they know how to write an estimate for a defunct mutton processing plant or whatever it is, you know, and then you become that person, that go-to person. So don't be afraid on those weird projects because, you know, they're opportunities and you will figure this stuff out. And when you do, you're going to be the hero. I'm going to give you an example, a good takeaway relating to a, a specific weird project that I've had. I've had many, many, many. This is this happens to be one of them that comes to mind, and it relates to an elevator. Elevators can be tough because there's only a few people around. I, I want to say in the country, but I know in the Northeast, there's only a few people that are really good at analyzing the costs associated with elevators because you know they have some non-standard parts, a lot of custom fabricated parts, and they have a lot of safety issues, and they, they have to meet a lot of safety standards. And if you're working on a claim that has a very old elevator, there may need to be a lot of custom made parts to retrofit a motor or whatever. So if you have a, an ancient motor in a really old elevator system that was damaged in a fire, all of a sudden you can't just pop a new motor in there. You know, you the gears and the pulleys and everything are going to be designed for that older mo motor which is likely much larger than its comparable replacement today. So as an example, you, you may have an elevator company come in there and evaluate it and have their they'll have their engineers take a look at what needs to be done. And they may just write a lump sum estimate or they may give you a range. They may say, well, this this work and this don't take this to heart. I'm just going to throw some num numbers out there. But they may say something like, well, this is going to cost somewhere between $150,000 and $200,000. Well, it's going to take some time to break that estimate down. Can you do that in Xactimate? Well, not without a lot of legwork. That's your job. You're going to be talking to these people. You're going to learn a lot of stuff along the way. And when you do, you can then say, well, you know, $100,000 of that goes to labor and another chunk of it goes to parts or whatever. 
as you ask more questions of the company doing the repairs, you'll learn the component parts of their estimate, even though they didn't give you a breakdown. Uh, your job is to, to dig and find out what, what the breakdown is. And they may think you're doing it so that you can beat them up on the price. And you know, if there are cost savings, sure, you need to you need to realize those, but you also need to justify them. And just having a lump sum estimate for something huge like that, most carriers are not going to want to pay on that. So when you're working with these types of contractors, let them know you're not trying to beat them up. Tell them you're just trying to understand how we're getting to these numbers. Ask for maybe a parts list, ask what their labor rate is. And then if you know those things, then it's just a matter of doing some math to figure out what the totals are going to be. And you absolutely can insert these items into to Xactimate as custom items when you need to. Now with specialty pro projects like this, the old elevator is a good example too. They may not know what the full cost is going to be until they start working on this and getting parts in place. Uh, and then, you know, they may have to custom fabricate certain things to fit the right way. They may have controllers that are no longer um, applicable to the new system. So where they have to now not only replace just the motor, they have to replace the entire control system. And if the control system needs to be replaced. Well, that control system might not fit properly in the elevator cab. So there could be a lot of unknowns and, you know, you need to budget for that. So to wrap this up, there are definitely opportunities within Xactimate to do some really custom things when you need to do it. So whenever somebody says you can't use Xactimate for that, tell them I said they're wrong because I've done it. You know, I've, I've settled claims for really complicated things. Elevator claims, are they ugly? Yeah, yeah. Do they take a long time? Sure do. Uh, but we got it done and we justified the costs. And you know, my point is this stuff can be done and it can be done by you if you're an Xactimate user. And I would encourage you to stop saying that Xactimate can't be used for complicated projects. So we'll close it out here. I'll thank you again for joining us on the Daily Claims Podcast, where we talk about life as an insurance adjuster. Hit that subscribe button real quick and tell all of your adjuster friends to check us out as well. So a couple of other things. Be sure to join Chantal Roberts and me on the Clubhouse app every other Tuesday, where we head up the Art of Adjusting room and we discuss all kinds of exciting insurance topics there. Clubhouse is an app that you can get on your phone. It works on an iPhone or an Android. I use Android, it works fine. And uh, also for anyone interested in becoming a claims adjuster, you need to get on Facebook and search for the Adjuster Manuals Facebook group. There you're going to find a lot of helpful posts for anyone that is new to adjusting. And finally, if you need adjusting services, visit www.auton.claims. And if you're interested in working as an independent liability adjuster, please go to www.auton.claims FQS. Scroll down to the skills assessment button and fill out your information and we'll get back to you right away.